In the last episode, you heard an interview with Andrea Witcher's cousin, Turtle. It's important to note that at this point in the timeline, investigators are now questioning witnesses related to two separate incidents, two different women, Heather McCrossan and Camry Mitchell, and multiple agencies are now involved. Here's Turtle's wife. Did he talk to you or tell you anything that he may have come down and talked to anybody here? Yeah, I know uh, Kevin Allen. Of course he came what, to what, me what, did, what did he tell you about that? My husband or Kevin? Uh, what did Kevin say? When he saw me before my husband or after? <laughs> Let's go before. Okay. Let's work our way here. He knocks on my door, right? And he's like, um, did I see whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, oh, he's not here, he's at work. So he's like, really need to talk to him? And I said, well, come in. I'm just friendly like that. Come in, I'm come, coming, blah, blah, blah. So he showed me a picture of a girl. And he, he said, did I know this girl? And I said, um, people were here questioning us about a girl. I was confused. It was about another girl named Camry. But he was asking me about another girl that I didn't know. And this is the detective, right? Yeah, this yeah, is Kevin. Kevin. Right. So he said, um, I said, people were already here, like, they swarmed our house a few months ago, but we were cleared because uh, when that girl, it was the wrong girl, though. When this girl, um, when Andrella robbed the house, and then she went missing, because my husband was on probation, and because I had a register, and we had a, um, a sinkhole at our house, mm-hmm. I had a report to my lady that I was down here from July, so she had tabs on me, and yet had probation had tabs on him, which dates coincided with that. Because they said it looked like, because on my license and his license, it says like August 25th or 6th that we officially moved here. But um, we didn't really just move here. You know what I mean? We had a report with our officers there mm-hmm. because we weren't moved here yet. So we weren't allowed to change our license until we were physically in the county. Mm-hmm. So they thought maybe we did something and then left the next day. But in the reality... We had been here, and then both sheriff's office, everyone down here verified that they knew where our whereabouts were. Um, and my husband happened to get probation that morning or whenever mm-hmm. it transpired. So that was that. And then when Kevin came, I'm like, why is this all starting up again? Because I had met the one girl, Camry, one time. Who is Camry? Camry is, well, she was my son's classmate. Which she, I didn't know how old either. Is I'm gonna have to say 25 because my son's 25. Okay. Where yeah. she? Where was she living at? She lived in. Uh, now this is all hearsay because I've never been anywhere. I'm just going on what Pumpkin and Uncle have told me about the girl when when they were hanging out with her. Okay, who's Pumpkin? Pumpkin's Andrello. So Pumpkin is the like one. Pumpkin's the one that you haven't seen in a while. I was, well, Pumpkin and I were very close like this. Mm-hmm. And I tried to stop Kevin Allen. I mean, and I'll tell you the same thing. The way my husband's family is, they all went to the military, nine brothers and sisters, the grandmother raised them. Everything's just ma'am, no ma'am, no cursing, no nothing. Any dirt that they do, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. You know, you come to the family's house, even when Pumpkin was at our house, he'd play chess with my husband, the kids go to McDonald's, and then, you know, he beats his girlfriend up, we hear about it later. So I never saw Pugget never physically get mad or mm-hmm. that side of him. I've seen him after arguing with a girl or getting too, you know, into too much conflict with them, actually come to us and cry about it. You're going to be mad at me, you know, this and that. So. Now you mentioned Pumpkin and you mentioned somebody else. Uncle M. Uncle M. Yeah. Who was Uncle M? Uncle M is their uncle. 
which is actually the same age as them. The grandmother was pregnant at the same time my husband's mother was pregnant. What the f was last name? See, you're going to have me say things, then you're going to go question other people, then they're going to scream at me. No, I'll be honest with you, I don't think we're going to talk to anybody, to be honest. Oh, okay. it's, not, it's, not, it's not for us to do. We're, we're yeah, just doing this as a favor, okay? Yeah. So that's why we're, we may be asking questions. No, that, that's fine. That, that, if if, if we sound like we're really, you know, we don't know what we're talking about on something, no, 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 we're no, trying no. to feel our way through it. To no, be quite I, honest with you. I know the law, okay? Yeah. I know the law. And one thing about me, like I said, if you call my officer from Lake City, mm -hmm. she will tell you, like, Ever since I went to prison, like, to me, I'm on the up and up. I don't want trouble. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to be in that position again. Just tell me what you want from me. I will oblige, cooperate at any cost, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, be on my merry way. Because I will never be put in a situation again where, okay, Pumpkin used to take the girl to Tampa and get pain pills. Okay. That's a girl. That's Cameron. Right. So Pumpkin she, would take her. She got her prescription. Mm -hmm. He would drive her, pay for the appointment, get the drugs from her, pay her for him, take her home. Yeah. Well, and I said, Uncle because when I went down to Tampa with Pumpkin one time, Uncle M had the girl in the car, that's the only time I ever met her. Notice how Turtle's wife says the only time she ever met Camry was when she went down to Tampa with Andrelo. Now, listen to the rest of that sentence. So, Camry, when was the last time that you saw that's her? That's the only time I ever saw her, was that day. That's the day I met her in Gainesville. She finishes that sentence by saying it was Gainesville where she met Camry for that one and only time. I suppose that could be a slip of the tongue. Or it could be that she's not being completely upfront with police because Gainesville and Tampa are about two hours apart. Yet they are both places that Andrelo was known to go related to his drug activity. The fact that she mentions both places suggests that Turtle's wife knows that as well. I knew about her. I knew what they were doing. Okay. I only saw her one time, though, and that's because Pumpkin wanted me to go down to the doctor and have an MRI. I said, okay, okay, I'll do it. Leave me alone, you know? And when I got down there with Pumpkin, everyone was in the parking lot with Cameron. So I'm like, what's the deal with all this nonsense, you know? So essentially, she does a couple things here, and it's helpful as far as our understanding of these cases. First, she confirms that Andrelo's uncle, who was basically the same age as the other cousins, was involved in the illegal prescription drug ring, because apparently he's the one that's driving Camry Mitchell to where she can get her prescription pills. Second, she confirms that Andrelo tried to get her to go and get an unneeded MRI so that he could take the pills that she would then be prescribed and sell them on the street. So basically now he's pulling family members into this scheme. That tells us that it's possible even likely, that Andrelo had other people that he used in this effort. Because in order to make decent money, you need a decent amount of pills to sell. So obviously, the more people that he had getting prescription pills for him, the more money he could make. Now, when you left Lake City to go down, when you met Camry, who right. went with you? No, I didn't go to meet Camry. I was I mean, Pumpkin. But when you, you were at Lake City, you went to Gainesville? Tampa. Was it Tampa? Pumpkin. Pumpkin drove me down there. Andrelo. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where did you first initially meet Cameron, though? In, in the parking lot of the pink one. In Tampa. Okay. Yeah, Tampa. that's the only time I ever met her. Okay. I never seen her again. Yeah, because she was a bad girl, I mean, you know. And I don't get down like that. And who took you to Tampa? Pumpkin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was going to try oh, and no, no. jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> you know? But uh, I was just too scared. And just didn't do it. And then... <laughs> but you can check that out, too. 
But when you met Camry down in, in Tampa. Yeah. Got out of the car to talk to Pumpkin, and then she got out of the car. So then walked over to the car me and Pumpkin were in. So she, the boys were talking. She's like, hey, I'm Camry. Yeah. What kind of car was she driving? She wasn't driving. And where did you and Pumpkin come from? Can, uh, my house, Lake City. Lake City, okay. Mm -hmm. My house. Yeah. She Pumpkin lived with us the majority of the time that I've known my husband. Okay. Right? Which has never been a problem. So she says, Pumpkin lived with us the majority of the time I've known my husband. This is also important because years earlier in 2007, when Heather McCrossin went missing, Andrelo's cousin said that he last saw Heather on the porch. And this was after Heather had returned from Michigan. She had a black eye then, and that's also important because Heather's mom said she was healing up well by the time she left Michigan, and she'd been there a couple weeks. So that black eye was probably a new black eye from a fresh beating. Well, I went to go register one day, and my officer and I know each other very well, and I always tell the truth. So I said, Angelo's moving in this weekend, and she said, Maria, two can't live in the same house. I said, what? She said, you're going to get in trouble. I said, will you call him on the phone and tell him I'm going to go to jail if you don't leave? And she's like, yeah. So she did. And then when I got home, I said, I'm upset with you because you knew that you weren't with I didn't know. And you, you would have both got both. And I would have hated you for that. That was selfish. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We let you live here because, you know, you're in and out of prison or you don't want to be with your mother and your family. But then you knew that you weren't supposed to live here and almost got me cased up. You know, so him and I had a couple of words, and then it's like, I, I didn't see him the same way anymore. Like, I trusted Pumpkin with my baby going anywhere. Like, he's always been a big marshmallow water baby. I hear horror stories, but mm -hmm. nobody can convince me of it because Pumpkin who? You know what I mean? I've never seen him disrespectful, loud, nothing. Not even with me. I think he's, like, afraid of me, too. Like, as the elder, you know? I only respect my husband, even though my husband's a lot smaller. My husband's a more level-headed person, so he's always getting on with the cousins when the grandmother died. You know, like, when Pumpkin started doing ecstasy or something, you get on him. This is also important because it's the second mention of Andrelo himself doing drugs, not just selling them. Smoking blunts laced with powder cocaine, ecstasy, and we know that he sold cocaine, which can make people with a hair trigger already even more explosive. Andrelo needed the women around him to be malleable in that way, vulnerable due to their reliance on substances. That's one of the ways he kept them under control, along with the physical abuse. Now, with Camry, when you were in Tampa, do you remember how she looks? She was a small girl. Oh, God, she probably had a little mini skirt on. I think she had blonde hair and a tank top. She was little. She was a kid. What, what color hair? I think it was blonde. Blonde. Yeah. I... I don't quote me. Mm -hmm. I, I like I, it was a brief, and it was because mm -hmm. she said the reason I paid attention to her for a second was because she said, "We well, are uncle is hot," and I said, "Uncle is married seventeen years, so you better sit your hands down." <laughs> because I'm like that. You know? <laughs> so last time you saw her, was that's the only. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do know from Pumpkin personally that. Uh, well, he told me one story and Kevin elaborated on it. So, uh, Pumpkin told me, because we called Pumpkin, because news traveled fast down here. But what the hell's going on, Pumpkin? And he said, I took her down to Tampa. I bought the pills. I paid for her apartment. He said, and when I left the house, she, uh, she got into the house. 
and stole back her pills. So he went back over there apparently with a gun and uh, demanded his stuff back. From Cammy. Yeah, from Cammy. That's the story I got from him. Did he get it back? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that either though. Kevin Allen told me because I said I don't understand all that. Kevin told me what happened was uh, Cammy coerced the children to let her in the house. These kids, which is Punkin's girlfriend while they weren't home. She, the kids gave her the bills. Punkin went back over there and told the father and the daughter, you're going to be giving my shit, da 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 And uh, I guess how to go ahead. This is what Kevin told me. And um, the father called 911, and Cameron was never seen again. What did Punkin tell you, though? Punkin told me. She robbed my pills, so I went over there and robbed them back. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Did you say he did anything to her? No, I don't know. But she was not seen again. I'm asking well, you. the next morning, that, that's, that's what I was told. Yeah, that's a question. I wasn't even here then. I no, wasn't. I, I, don't know. I wasn't up there then. I was down here already. Okay. But but the reason I was so involved in it was because apparently a day or two prior to the incident, mm-hmm. we moved. Or a day or two after the incident, we supposedly moved on our license. So it looked, the cops said they thought... Right. I lived with you. But actually, now you, you disappeared. Right. But really, it was you were down here. Down since July, and thank God that I had the officer I had a report to every three days, and that my husband had to go to probation here. So that's what wiped that away. Because somebody, my son, told me that one of his friends told him that uh, it was Punkin and my husband that went over there, and I said, "There's no way in hell Turtle went over there because we were here." Because August 26th was my mother's birthday, mm-hmm. and we have a barbecue. So I know it was right around them dates that they were talking about, and then Turtle went to probation that Monday. Just so you understand the timeline, Camry Mitchell went missing on August 25th, 2012. Which, apparently, I guess the next day after Pumpkin Robber, then something happened to her. I don't know if it was right after. I don't think the girl would leave the house. I don't know that part of the story. But I do know that. She obviously left the house after she got robbed. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she left with Pumpkin or if she left by herself. I mean, if she left with Pumpkin, then, well, there's your answer. But it's yeah, just You know, like some, sometimes people, if something goes on with family and uh-huh. the different parts of family, we come up with our own hey, what scenario. Happen, what, happened. Yeah. what do you think may have happened? Well, I'm going to tell you exactly what the detective in Lake City said to me. Because, see, I didn't want to disclose too much about Pumpkin. He does sell drugs. But I wasn't going to just say that, you know? It's not my mm-hmm. business. And, uh, but the officer like from Lake City came and questioned us and said, he's a drug dealer. I know what he does for a living. He sells drugs. I said, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, he does. So he said, his, he said Pumpkin's exact quote to him was, why would I kill my cash cow? So I said, well, that makes sense to me, too. If that's the girl bringing him money, why would he... Where do you send a message? Huh? Where can you send a message? Where can I send a message? No, I said, or he can send a message. That you won't rip me off. Don't rip me off. Or this will happen to you. Really? I'm I'm saying, you're you're saying it one way, I'm saying, well... We've seen it another way. We've been doing this a long time. Just like no, but husband wise, husband wise, I know, fucking, no, fucking, greedy, and he'll take a loss. You know, he used to sell crack. Sometimes he 
go some places and he'd, he'd get spooked and just drop his stuff and people would take it. He'll take a loss, you know, because he knows he could get hurt, you know? He'll take a loss on something. And apparently Camry was the money maker. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times she went or months or whatever, but for the officer to say to me, why would I kill my cash cow, right. was his quote. Well, that sounds like pumpkin. Except that, quote, cash cow had called the police on him and could now be a witness in court to the burglary at her home. Andrelo was arrested for that burglary, and he already had a history of getting rid of a woman who was going to testify against him five years prior, when, as alleged by the state, he killed Heather McCrossin and disposed of her body. That's motive right there, and it was also his M.O. As you guys can see, there was a shit ton of victim blaming going on in those interviews. And normally I would cut that out because I I don't even like to listen to it. But I wanted people to see how his family members deflected from Andrelo's behavior by pointing out issues with the women. He is the one with the documented history of violence and physical abuse. He is the one who engaged in a sexual act with a 13-year-old girl, a child. He's the one who is the known drug dealer. He's the one who was convicted of manslaughter. And he's the one who had multiple women that he'd come in contact with go missing. What do you think? If he went back one second, yeah, we would have. I, what do you think? I think she would have to do something really wrong. What do you think happened to her, though? Well, these are the stories I got, too. See, I don't know the girl, what but do I you, don't in, know. In your own... In your own... In my own... Scenario, thought, scenario... I think that she's just a bad girl and probably ended up somewhere. She was in business. Okay. I don't... I don't know if it was pumpkin or not pumpkin, mm-hmm. but I do think a male probably got a hold of this girl well, because probably. of her lifestyle mm-hmm. and something happened. Because I was in prison with enough girls that two days later I was seen on TV murder. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't use the right judgment. Despite what he will say, Andrelo never participated in any interview of consequence. And I'm going to show you basically what an interview with Andrelo looked like. This clip is from 2011 about four years after Heather McCrossin went missing, and he's only at the sheriff's department related to registering his address for his sex offender status. Anytime a sex offender moves, they're required by law to register with the local law enforcement agency. It's how police keep tabs on where they are. And in the past, Andrelo has always run from the police because he didn't properly register on multiple occasions. Not to mention the fact that even witnesses that I spoke to as far back as 2000, told me that Andrela was always on the run from police for the last thing that he did. So he's just gotten out of prison on his last offense, and he needs to register at his mom's address. And while he's there, a detective decides to try to talk to him on another matter. To the left there, um, Drew. Sure, sure. I'm going to steal that next year. I'm going to see your ID so I can make a copy of it. I'm going to go grab your file. I'll be right back, okay? Somebody, hey, um, one of y'all can call my mother because she out there. Is she out front? Yes, sir. Okay. She's in the parking lot? Yes, sir. Or she didn't come inside with She came inside, but she just went to the parking lot. Okay. Just give us one second. Let me go pull your file. I'll be right back. Well, I think he's uh, 
checking on your ID and that sort of thing with your uh, uh, your status. I guess you got it updated. I guess that's what he. I'm not sure exactly all the details of what he uh, what you're required to do for that. Okay, what are you here for? Well, like you said, my name is Tech DeVore. Um, I wanted to speak to you about a separate issue, separate from the uh, uh, your registration status. Uh, I'm investigating um, Heather McCrossan and uh, her disappearance from back in 2007. Um, we do believe there has been some more information. I do believe there was um, foul play involved in her disappearance and her being reported as missing. Um, would you mind taking your shades off for me? Like, if you don't mind, thank you. Yes, a prescription well, or something. I oh, no, might I be able to look at somebody. I'm oh, sure no, they're the prescription, way. but they're fine. But, I mean, I talked to them. They came to see me while I was in prison. And I talked, spoke with them one time. I mean, okay. Well, I basically wanted to see what uh, what information you have. I've never spoke to you, um, and, and I wanted to speak to you myself and uh, about what what information you know, I believe you may have some information that may help me and uh, so that's basically what I what I wanted to cover with you for just a second um, like I said I am looking into it and uh, we've some more information has come out and uh, we're just involving, kind of, kind of involving uh, well involving Heather uh, in that case and so that's just kind of wanted to touch base with you let me let me do a, a quick hold housekeeping hold on, can I deal with this mm -hmm. okay mister okay well, um, I, I don't have, basically you registered at your mom's house before or after you got out of jail, okay? This puts, you, you have not gone back to the DMV, okay? Um, do you have anything at your mom's house that's got your name on it or anything? Yes, like sir, that? I got. You get bills at Yeah, I got a, just got a bill yesterday okay. from UF Shane. So what you're going to need to do is go down to the DMV and re-register and get a new ID card. Okay, but we can deal with that in just a minute. Let me let Detective Moore talk to you. Hold on, about. what's your name? Detective Cutner. De and what's your name? Detective Moore. So who was the people that came to see me in prison? I believe a, it a, was two. It was a lady and a dude, two detectives. I believe a, maybe a Detective Kinsey came and saw you. He's the only person that I know that came and saw you that, that I'm aware of. Um, but I don't have anything written as to what happened out there. I'm I mean, they, it was a tape so, interview. I mean, so y'all should have that. You're you're right. We should. Um, but I don't, and I, I've never actually spoke to you and got your side of this thing. So that's kind of what I wanted to try to do. But I, let me I let me it, cover I, some housekeeping okay, things first. Give me a second. Um, because I'm not sure the circumstances of you coming down here, uh, because you may have felt like you're required to come down here because of your registration status. I do want to read you your rights, okay? Yes, I do this for a lot of people that I speak to. I just want you to know that I am not arresting you. You're not under arrest. I have no plans to arrest you today, anything like that, okay? But I do feel like I need to just advise you what your rights are where you understand, okay? You've been through the system. You just told me you were in prison. Somebody came and spoke to you in prison. Yes, you know, sir. I'm not going to talk to you like you're ignorant. I know you're a smart guy. Uh, you know, you've, you've been through the system, so you know that... It's not like on television where when somebody reads them or writes, they're putting handcuffs on them. That's not reality, okay? Reality is it's just so you know uh, what your rights are. Okay, so let me just humor me and let me read these to you from a, a card here. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be used against you in court. You have the right to talk to a lawyer for advice before we ask you any questions and to have them with you during questioning if you wish. 
If you cannot afford a lawyer, we won't be appointed for you before any question if you wish. If you decide to answer questions now without a lawyer present, you will still have the right to stop answering at any time. You also have the right to stop answering at any time until you talk to a lawyer. Do you understand each of these rights as I've explained them to you? Yes, sir. Okay. With these rights in mind, do you wish to talk to me now? No, sir. I'd rather have an attorney present. I talked to y'all guys one time, and this is like, man, I just got out of prison. This is too much, man. Just too much. I just went back to prison for, I went to prison for something that, you know what I'm saying, I didn't do. Now this uh, uh, honest mistake, I got a um, travel permit to go to Jacksonville, they still violated. When I got out of prison the second time for the fleeing and looting, they put an ankle monitor on me, and I didn't even agree to this. So it's like, since I done got this sex offender charge, it's like, when they pull my record up, they just look at me like, oh, he's a sex offender, it doesn't matter, let's do him like this. If you pull up my record and see this, the situation with the sex offender, I was 21, I didn't know this girl was 14, you know what I'm saying? I was a screen, I ain't, I mean, made a mistake, but this, like, been hunting me, like. That is a lie. Andrela was not 21. He was born in February of 1979, and the incident in question occurred in March of 2002. He was 23 years old, a full 10 years older than his 13-year-old victim, Jessica Green. There were, in fact, two 13-year-old victims in that bedroom with two adult males all at the same time. And for those of you listening, if you're a 23-year-old male and you can't tell that a 13-year-old is underage, no matter where you encounter her, no matter what her attire, no matter what kind of makeup she's got on her face, that is a you problem, not a her problem. Don't put that on anybody else. They came and talked to me one time. I talked to them. I gave them my whole side of the story. They wrote it down, wrote my statement down and everything. Whoever, the, the lady and the dude. Now, you know what I'm saying? They said, y'all want to come back and talk to me because you have some new information involving me concerning heaven? Well, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I have to apologize that I don't know what you told them out there. That's not your fault. Okay? I'm going to be straight up with you. But I, I wrote a statement and everything. I don't know where that is. Okay? I can't find it in what was transferred to me. Okay? That was before I was even assigned to this unit. Okay? So I'm basically picking up the pieces and running with it again. And I apologize that you feel like you've, you've kind of had to do this thing twice. And not even knowing that, even the situation with this, when I get out of prison, these people hand me my ID, hand me the ID and tell me, oh, you just got to go register. I register, I go to the office with the ID, I talk to the lady, I show them my ID. She was like, okay, well, you fine, you straight. You just come back in August, we'll see you in August. I'm not trying to run around a book or, or, you know what I'm saying, I'm easy to find, I'm a registered sex offender. This is another lie. He was not properly registered, and that's why he was there in the first place. He'd just gotten out of prison on yet another offense, and he'd failed to change his address at the DMV. He continually failed to register, and had been popped numerous times for it. He was never easy to find. Cops always had trouble finding Andrelo, and that's kind of the point. If you aren't registered, it's hard to find you. Criminals don't usually want to make it easy for police to find them. Andrelo led police on at least one car chase during the course of them trying to locate him on other matters. According to people who knew him, Andrelo Witcher was always on the run from the last offense that he had committed. 
don't doubt that. that that's not what I do. I don't, I, don't, I don't have anything to do with that part of it. Um, and I know that's frustrating for you. You know, it's frustrating for my family when they Google my name and my child, they Google my name and what pops up and draw a widget and they got my picture with this girl Heather and all over the internet. I haven't put anything on the internet about you. So and then know. they got the people comment, oh, this guy got my whole record. So, I mean, naturally, when y'all talk to me automatically, I mean, I know y'all doing y'all job, but I don't, I'm being, y'all, I know y'all don't put me up. I don't been throughout the system. So, automatically, I feel like y'all automatically assume an opinion about me, regardless. Regardless of what I say, you know what I mean? This is y'all job. This is what y'all do. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get say, say something that Y'all read into, or y'all look at the high B on 48 hours, you see the cameras and stuff, y'all, he looked like the old, he, he got, you know what I mean? I, I think he may be giving us a little too much credit, Andrew, to be honest with you. I think you're thinking a little too deep about it. Um, basically, I'm here because I want to talk to you about what you know about the time when Heather McCrossan went missing in August of 2007. You know nothing about it. Would you answer for me a couple questions about that time? Uh, and I, I give you another option. Maybe the easiest way to get to the bottom of this, I can't afford you the opportunity if you want to talk about it to consent to a polygraph test, um, where that way we can eliminate you and you can move on with life and so can we. I thought that would be in, a, I thought I had done already been eliminated. They put me, they put first before y'all come talk to me, before they even come talk to me, I'm in prison, everybody coming and say, oh boy, you was on the news. Go to the child house, everybody looking at me crazy. I don't even know what's going on. I'm like, what's going on? They were like, oh, they ran the, um, saying that some girl from Cafe Biscay went missing or something and they had your picture up there. Not, nobody knew I was in prison for, I mean, everybody knew I was in prison for aggravated fleeing. Nobody knew I was in prison. Nobody knew I was a registered sex offender, but Elijah County, Oh, he's in prison right now for such and such, and he's a registered sex offender. Ran it on the news, ran it in the paper, everybody getting the paper. You know, then they come talk, then the detective, then detectives and y'all come talk to me at the prison. So you kind of got to see, like, how I feel about the uh -huh. whole law enforcement situation. I, I much rather have an attorney prison because it really good, regardless of what I say, y'all going to form your own opinion, y'all going to read into what I say. So it really don't matter. I talked to him. I mean, I gave him the benefit of the doubt the first time and talked to him and wrote a statement. Two, two detectives came. I talked to him. I, I mean, I told him everything that I knew. Now they say they got new information about Heather's disappearance, and now they want to talk to me again. That's that's what I'm telling you, because I don't, I wasn't well, Do they want to talk to stuff. me again to close the case and just, I mean... Or, or do they really want to talk to me and find out what's going on? Or do they just really want to talk to me and just put this, oh, this guy, he's a bad guy. He got this type of race effect. It don't matter to close. You know what I mean? And, I'd rather have an attorney it's, prison. It's not them. It's not they. It's me. It's me sitting here in front of you talking to you. If you don't want to talk to me, if you want an attorney and you don't want to speak to me, that is definitely your right. Okay? But I would also tell you that we could afford you the opportunity, if you wanted to, to take a polygraph. Where we could rule you out as having anything to do with this. I ain't have nothing to do with either way it goes. Well, Regardless then, of how they rule me out, I, I know I ain't have nothing to do with it. I talked to him. Well, for me talking to him the first time, what's changed? Well, 
I don't know what all information they had when they went and spoke to you. And I don't know exactly what you told them either. And that's well, kind of what on. I wanted to cover today. Who were the two detectives that came and talked to me? The before? one that I think came and spoke to you is no longer in CID. It was two of them. I don't know who the other one was. It was a I female and a dude. I honestly don't know. I believe you. I'm just telling you, I don't know. That's, that's straight up honest truth. I haven't had this case that long. Um, and so that's, I'm telling you what I know. I can check up on it, but I just, I don't know. And I will check up on it because I, I want to know. Especially if you gave them, you know, if you gave them like a written statement or a recorded statement, obviously that's something I want to know. I just, I don't have that information and I apologize to you for that. Um, like I said, I, I kind of wanted to cover that today with you um, because I don't know what you told them. Or I can I can afford you, or maybe the easier thing is to afford you an opportunity to take consent to polygraph. Uh, I could check with one of our folks that's in a polygraph guy. Yeah, I mean, no, nah, I'd much rather um, have an attorney present. I mean, we could, a polygraph, come on, man, a polygraph. If you're nervous, you take a polygraph. A polygraph, let's be honest, man, a polygraph, You a polygraph ain't 100% accurate or even 99% accurate. You could ask accordingly. You could be nervous at being that I don't been throughout this. I'm nervous right now anyway. It, it, right. And, and I'm not a polygraph examiner, but I'll just give you my what little bit I understand about it, okay? You being nervous has, has not anything to do with the test. You being nervous would be normal for you, okay? So that's not actually what it tests for. I've taken several polygraphs in my lifetime, uh, so I've been explained a little bit how they work. Um, just because you're nervous about this does not necessarily have an effect on the on the test. Okay. Um, you know, you probably know they're not admissible in court. However, they do help us with our investigative stuff on our end on what we're doing. Uh, and it helps me substantiate what Andrello's telling me, where I can say uh, this is not just his word. You know, this guy said he didn't have anything to do with this girl going missing, that he had nothing wrong. He consented to a polygraph. He passed it. I feel much better. I can go to my bosses and say, hey, this man... You know, he went out of his way for us. We need to move I went on. Out and leave the this first time when they came and talked to me in prison, I didn't want to talk. I'm already in prison. I didn't want to talk to him then. I could have just told him right then, I want an attorney present. But no, right. to give him the benefit of the doubt, you know what I'm saying? To eliminate me, I talked to the people. Right. But now they want to talk to me again. Since he keeps bringing it up as a deflection, I thought I would remind you that the interview he did in prison was the one the investigator said took them longer to sign in and walk to the interview room than the actual interview took. And then I feel like they're using that, they're using this ID thing as a bargaining chip, like with this. This is like, I, like a, I mean. Just so I make myself clear, whatever you decide to do today has no bearing on this issue. Okay. Okay, so I don't want you to confuse. See, that's that, how I feel, that's well, why well, I feel I'm, like. And, I'm, and we're, we're having a frank conversation here. I think Detective Moore has been straight to the point with you, and I'm going to be straight to the point with you. This has absolutely nothing to do with what Detective Moore is asking you for, and your decision to either cooperate or or, con or consent to the polygraph examination has absolutely no bearing on this here. This is a complete separate issue with your with your driver's license. And whether you say yes or no to the polygraph, or if you say yes or no to, to, to continue your conversation with Detective Moore, will not change this issue here. Okay, and we'll talk about this once you're once you're done with this with this other issue. Yeah. It was really more convenience 
that I knew you were coming in to see him. I needed to talk to you as well, and thought we could. I could talk to you today. To you know, um, that's, that's all. I'll talk, talk to you, but I mean, like. Would you feel better if I left that way? I mean, I feel that way like you know that this no, no. So first, see, I wanted see my my whole mind is taken care. Of. I'm thinking that this 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 this. Now you throw this on me, it's like okay. I, hold on, no, no, hold on, no, no. I don't want you to leave. You don't. I don't I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave. Just, let me let me talk to Detective Moore for one second. Let's see if we can maybe we can we can ease your mind about something. Just give us one second, okay? Be right back. So he's left in the room for about five minutes. And you can tell he's getting frustrated. He starts talking about how he's being tricked. I know where to come talk to you at. Okay, here's, here's what I want to do. The reason I came in here today, I, I asked if you can come in because I've got a lot of stuff on my desk right now. I couldn't get out into the field. I tried to come uh, to your house and visit with you the other day, but your mom said you were at your girlfriend's house or whatever. Okay. Here's the issue with the driver's license. Technically, it's a third-degree felony because you didn't go back to... Your, your DMV after you got out of prison and went to register at your mom's house to get this license updated. This shows that you were there in 2008, so you're still using the ID that had your mom's address on it before, yes, okay? Sir. I'm not here to mess with you, okay? I've never had any personal dealings with you. I'm not here to, to, to mess up any job opportunities or whatever you're trying to do, okay? Obviously, you're living with your mom, you're trying to get straight. She says you're looking for a job. I'm all for it, okay? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to charge you, okay? I'm, I'm trying to help you here, okay? Here's what you need to do. You need to go down to the, the DMV, okay? You need to take two forms of ID other than this, which means you're going to need your birth certificate and your Social Security card, and you're going to need two proofs of residency. Mm -hmm. So you're going to need to go back to your house and get that piece, that bill. You have a cell phone bill or something that comes no, to your mom's house? I just had an MRI down on my bed. Okay, perfect. Take that bill that's got your mom's address on it yes, your sir. name on it and also get a copy you have a, a copy of your last registration that you did at the jail i'll print one out for you okay okay that's going to be your two forms of proof of residency okay so we fine we straight we're, i'm trying to help you out i'm trying okay, to tell okay, you it's okay, what okay. i'm i'm getting this, this is what i called you in here for okay i want to help you out so you can get straight so you don't have to go to jail on my charge and then i'm out of here i'm I'll trying to help you okay, out i got other stuff to do Okay, I'll take a polygraph. Take now, I'm not even this. worried okay, about okay, that. Right. That's, that has nothing to do with me. I'm not mm -hmm. even worried about that. That's between you and Detective Moore. Mm -hmm. Okay? Let me print up your registration form. Mm -hmm. You're going to take your registration and your bill from the hospital, mm -hmm. along with your birth certificate and your Social Security card. You're going to go back to the DMV, and you're going to get an updated ID card, because yes, I know sir. your license is suspended. Yes, sir. So you're going to get an updated ID card. Okay? You're either going to 
make a copy of that ID card and, and turn it into the lady at the jail so that I can put it in my file. Or if they don't give you an ID card, you're going to ask the lady at the DMV office for a letter that says that you did show up and try to get an ID card, but for whatever reason, they were unable to give it to you. Mm -hmm. I need one of those proofs, and I'll give you a week to do it. Okay. Okay? All right. Let me, so you understand what mm -hmm. I'm asking you for? Yes, sir. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me give you this back. Let me go make a printout of your registration so you can take it with you. Yes, sir. And then I'm out of your hair. I'm done right. with you. Right. Okay? All right? Yes, sir. Let me go print yeah. that up, and I'll be back in just a second. Okay. Thank you. Now, now, Mr. Moore. Yes, sir. I'll take a polygraph test for you. Y'all, I might y'all have. That's fair. That's fair. Um, we can get that arranged. Um, but I ain't, I'm not going to take it today. Why? Because I got stuff. I, I got to take a polygraph today. See, this situation right here kind of threw me off, and I'm kind of, right. like, nervous. We can set up a time. Give me another set up, set up a time. Well, if we do it right now, you can just get it over with pretty quick. I can check, see if we have an examiner. It won't take that long, and you'll be out of here. But and I'm then kinda, you want to you want to bother though. your mom when to come back and all that kind of stuff. And as far as nervousness, you can talk with the polygraph guy about that, and he, I'm sure he can explain to you in more technical detail than you probably ever want to know about why that does not affect his test. And he can explain that to you. Um, that's fine. But I, I would, I would rather you. If you want to, go ahead and knock it out where you don't have to drag yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, I, if I, I come back, if I can come back tomorrow, I come back tomorrow morning or whatever and take it. Okay. I mean, I mean, because my mom, she got to get back to work and she out there waiting on me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I and plus, she nervous and figured out what's, I mean, she like, this whole situation got us both like, we thinking I'm finna go to jail about this ID, so it's like. Right. Well, one of the things we might could do is, is, is go, I could go explain to your mom, hey, you know, you, you got tied up a little longer than you thought you would, you're trying to um, help us out, and then that we could just, we could make sure we have, um, call her up when you finish, but I don't think it'll take that long. If she wanted to run somewhere else or if she wanted to hang out, it'd be up to her, because I understand you don't want to leave her hanging, but we can go, I can go handle that for you, it's not a big deal. Yeah, but I, I mean, I really don't want to take a polygraph. I really don't. I know I ain't got to take a polygraph. I Come on, I don't been to prison. This is my third time in prison. I don't been in. I don't got to talk to you. I can just tell you that, hey, I want a lawyer present. You know what I'm saying? And then y'all got to go from there. I mean, running around, y'all got to go from there. I mean, it ain't that. But, you know what I'm saying? I talked to y'all one time. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? It's a discrepancy. I won't, I mean, I don't want this over my head. Right. So I'm willing to, you know what I'm saying, to work with you. But y'all got to work with me. I mean, the first time I didn't have to talk to y'all. I know y'all don't have to talk to y'all. I mean, I don't have to. I don't been to, come on. I'm a, I don't got to talk. I mean, and if I don't I talk to y'all, I just don't talk to y'all. But that ain't what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I don't want this. You saying y'all got some new information. Y'all got some new information. Definitely not involving me. So I'm willing to work with you, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, Angela, let me give this to you and then I'll get out of your hair. Okay, this is your registration form. This shows that your address is registered at your mom's place. So this is going to be your one form of residency. You need yes, to take sir. that bill is going to be number two. Yes, sir. What I was telling you about is right here, number three, where it says within 48 hours after your initial report, which is the day that you registered, you're required to go to the DMV to get a new driver's license. You didn't do that. Okay, that's why I called you in here. Okay, I'm going to give you the chance to correct that problem. All yes, right, sir. so here's that form. I'm done with you. Good luck to you. Yes, Appreciate sir. you coming down to talk to me. Thank you. All right. Thanks.
Um, Here the detective takes a call, and what happens next is why I've played this entire clip for you. Because it's the only reason that Andrelo has stuck around this long. I'll do it. He wants to know what they know. Okay. Um. Well, okay. I take. How about we set up a time and take the polygraph? But this talk about um, you saying this new stuff that then came up. You know what I'm saying? I talked to you about that. I just. I mean, I'm not in the mood to take a polygraph right now. I mean, yeah. Wait, could you take one tomorrow? Yeah, I'll take one tomorrow. What yeah. time? What time? Let me go find out. I gotta go. I don't do them, so I gotta go find out when the guy that does, and uh, I'll give you a time. Probably. He's left alone again for a couple minutes, and as you'll see, it doesn't end with him getting the information that he was fishing for. Polygraph guy, he can do one o'clock tomorrow. Okay. He's got a very tight schedule, though. I think he's got. How long is it going to take to take the polygraph? Uh, it usually doesn't take. Oh, it doesn't take that long. I, mean, I would I would block off maybe like an hour or so. I don't know how many steps he's got to kind of walk through. It's kind of a little. Pro- he has to kind of. I think the longest part is him kind of explaining some stuff to you, but um, it, it shouldn't take that that long. Um, but we'll please try to be here though by one because I think he's got some like pre-employment stuff as well. He does some for folks getting hired so they're, they're, they're scheduled also uh, but he's willing to help us out and work in tomorrow at one o'clock um, and then you know don't don't worry about anything else don't worry about this new information stuff basically tomorrow he's going to we're going to handle that about whether or not you are involved in her disappearance and then we get that straightened away and y'all I mean you good we're good and we're good I mean, we're good right. now but then we'll be real good okay in the next episode, you'll hear from Alachua County Sheriff's Investigator Kevin Allen. Stay tuned. <laughs>